This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome to a special edition of Hawkside Guns. Uh, if you are here for uh, normal gun content, please uh, bear with us, because what we are going to do today is very spoiler-ridden and uh, very topical in that we are going to do a post-action report, review, and uh, uh, talk about the guns of John Wick 4. We're, we're, we're going to geek out on John Wick. John Wick in general. Uh, the fourth movie just came out as this is recorded this weekend, and both Jake and I have one to see it. It was fantastic, but uh, if you're here for regular gun content, as we have said, please just uh, uh, go to one of the other casts. If you want to talk about John Wick 4, let's do this thing. Spoilers well, uh, ahead. I was going to say spoiler alert because... You know, so if you haven't seen it yet, this may not, yeah, this may not be the cast for you quite yet, because we're total, total, total spoilers from this moment forward. Well, I, I haven't talked to you about the movie since you've seen it, though, because we decided we were going to do this here. Did yes. you enjoy the movie? I enjoyed the movie so much. It was now. So good. Did you did you think it was as good as the others? Okay. Uh, Jake, or not Jake, uh, Beef and I were talking about this just the other day. Uh, when I say the other day, I mean last night. <laughs> Beef holds that the first movie is is the best. And I'm not going to technically disagree with that. However, I will say 2 holds a special place in my heart. I, I, I think you and I are in the same place. I 2 is my favorite. For the sommelier scenes alone. Now, 2 also has some other great scenes in it, and I almost have to go 2 as my favorite because it just explored so much of the world, and it really kind of, for me, made the show or the movies. Now, I I flip-flop back and forth. 1 was probably better because uh, cinematically, but 2, upon reflection, 2 is probably my favorite. Um, Did Did you find the fight scenes as uh, enjoyable or as good as you've seen in the other movies. I did. And I actually liked the fight scenes in this one better than three. Three was probably for me, even though it had Halle Berry and dogs in it. Three was probably for me, the least enjoyable of them. See, this is the movie where um, I think they went a little bit too big. Mm hmm. Now, what took it out of uh, out for me last time in the um the, in John Wick three was the uh the climactic end where they said that the high table thing had the special armor and suddenly it was kind of like uh, yeah that that kind of takes all of John Wick's fun out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I think they went especially in the um battle in Osaka. I think they went a little bit too far, and some of the scenes looked a little bit too rehearsed. They looked a little bit too clean. Um, they didn't have that simplistic brutality that, like, one and two had. Yeah. And I, I think they just kind of went a little bit too far. Not only that, but I caught a couple of different moments in which you have what I call the Last Jedi Syndrome, which is you have one of the guys opponents standing just there. Stand- 
just standing there waiting for his turn. I saw, I saw, and he did like a little Mortal Kombat, like, oh, I'm a little dazed right now, just waiting. Yeah. I, so, so I, I think they, I think they got a little bit too big for their britches with some of the fight scenes on this one. Not only that, and be, because so before we start talking about just the guns everybody's carrying and geeking out on that, um, the the end of the movie has definitely got me a little bit on suspension. I lost me suspension of disbelief on how much punishment John Wick could take and still keep moving. There was a lot. <laughs> there was. A lot. Um, I mean, he, I, I, I get the whole man of will and character. I, I get that. But there's will and focus. only so many sure times will. you can fall down a flight of a hundred and some stone steps and still be able to move when it's all said and done. I think what they were trying to imply is the the suit body armor saved him from a lot of the blunt force trauma. But I... Yeah, it's I, I, a little I, I, unbelievable. I, I wasn't buying it. And then I have one last thing to say about the just the quality of the movie, and it's not really a complaint; it's just an observation. Uh, everybody in the world in an action movie looks slow and bad compared to Donnie Yen. My God, he's so good. <laughs> you can't put him together with other people in an action movie and not ha- and and with him not as the main character. And not have them look slow. It was so good. I mean, it really was. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> he looks like you don't believe it. You don't believe anybody beating him. You just no. don't. But, but I mean, so you've got times in which you know he and John Wick are fighting each other, and then you've got times when he and John Wick are fighting alongside each other, and it, it, and then you've got other scenes with Donnie, and Donnie Yen just makes everyone else look terrible by comparison. He he really does. Uh, <laughs> he's so freaking good. It's just and. I they they did a lot for you in this one though they they got a motorcycle in it wasn't an arc or, or an arch bike this time I think they did a uh, uh, Tuano six sixty for uh, for it's an Aprilia really really beautiful bike uh, you, but you, you even had some Carfu yeah you had some Carfu they ripped the doors off of I do perfectly beautiful Hemakuda. I do have to say that the idea of actually having the fight in the midst of traffic and having them use the other moving cars as weapons was kind of cool. I actually that was the most believable fight scene of all the fight scenes. <laughs> exactly. Because it's like, oh yeah, dude got hit by a car. No, that's fine. Uh, that was that was that worked for me. Uh, the the interplay between Winston and and Wick was spot on as always. Um, Morpheus got a a cameo basically. I mean that's that's all he really did in this one. Uh, yeah. But you know I don't I don't mind that. You know they they had to. You're kind of out of your area, aren't you? You know, and they're they're like, I'm branching out. Branching out. Now, I did not. See, I didn't stay for the credits. Was there a post-credit scene? Not that I could see. Okay, they they killed him. The only the only no, no, thing. No, 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 no. You you didn't you, you didn't the see dog. a body. Yeah, you didn't see the body, and the dog went Rrr? when he was looking all, over to the side. So it's like, okay, maybe not. It, it, and and you kind of and there's even some hints in as leading up to this that he was this is what he was trying to tell Winston that he wants he wants not only out but for. No one to even know that he exists anymore. Right. 
you know, take me home. This is what I want on my tombstone. This is, you know, all this stuff. And he brought the, the Bowery King to witness the tombstone. You know, who would have thought, you know, and he's who indeed. <laughs> you know? But this is for an ending of Wick. If you wanted to do it that way, this is perfect. I thought they did a really good job. Well, there's uh, there's, there's another movie coming out. There's there, there is going to be a five. But if you but this story is done, he can do another story now, right? Like Wick could do another story if he wanted to. He doesn't have to do with like how's this going to end, John? Well, they told you how it was going to end. This is how this part of that story ends. Well, you do have kind of a character that didn't go anywhere in the tracker. You know, he his his storyline has no resolution to the point of even almost being a why was he there also the uh the osaka daughter um akira i will be waiting for you when you come for me (laughs) because he knows she's gonna do that but but they've but they've had those conversations before they know this is the life that they lead because even in two um you know when john wick uh leaves um uh ruby rose uh, in the mirrors with uh, stabbed in the chest, he even looks at her and says, I'll, I'll be seeing you. Be seeing you, you know. He, he knows that people like that are going to come back for him. Right. And that's fine. And they're, they're kind of okay. It's a professional courtesy almost. Yes. Uh, so he knows that she's coming, and that's okay. <laughs> he killed her father, and that's his fault, you know, for her. Now, she doesn't understand why her father fought. She doesn't understand why her father protected Wick. And she doesn't understand the interplay between Kane and her father at all. She doesn't understand what happened. She witnessed it, but she doesn't understand it. Now, I, I would I would enjoy seeing her character come back. I think she was cool. I, I oh, absolutely. Uh, I love that they didn't bring back Halle Berry's character, who I thought we saw we needed to see of her. Um, I love that they mixed that up. Uh, also the, the real life death of Sharon. Um, um, uh, see, I, what I was curious about is, was that the way it was or did they edit that in that fashion? Uh, because, uh, Lance Rednick passed away. I, I don't know. I think they finished that before. I think they finished the movie. It was way, it was almost releasing when, yeah, but you, but you, 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 you know that with the digital stuff that they can do these days, that they can go back in and do that shit. Yeah, I, I don't know, I, especially because the movies aren't even sent to each other via film anymore; they're downloaded from theater to theater to theater. See, to me, it felt like a natural part of the story. So to me, it oh, didn't oh, feel... I, I, I agree. If, if, um. If even if they did alter it in that fashion to just account for the fact that Lance Rednick was not going to be around for future movies, uh, even uh, I would say bravo. Yeah, I mean it was really whatever happened. It was really well done. It motivated. You saw Winston react to Sharon's death, and and that he was upset by it, and that that was his friend, and he did get pissed off, and it it was it was very disappointing to him um they they did uh, honestly i i really other than some of the fight scenes which went on a little too long but that's wick that's what happens at wick they did a great job and you're right they they 
I mean, they say there's going to be a five. I don't know. Well, you also have to admit that it's, it, you know, Winston definitely got what he needed out of all of this as well. I would love to, like, if they do like they say they were going to do years ago and then the pandemic happened and make a Continental series, I will watch the crap out of that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's fascinating. Like, the world they've created is fascinating to me. Oh, uh, and and the guy who played the uh, the uh, the manager of the Osaka um, Continental, mm-hmm. I I will watch him in just about any movie he's in. He is <laughs> just he is even in bad movies like he he played Scorpion in um, uh, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Terrible movie. No, it was fun terrible. to watch. Yeah, no, terrible movie. Um, you know, The Last Samurai. I love the character he played in The Last Samurai. Really good. Uh, I I will watch. He is just such. Oh, uh, Bullet Train. He was he was amazing in Bullet Train. Did you ever see Bullet Train? Yeah. No, it was really good. Yeah. You had uh, you had made me do that. Um, I really I was kind of hesitant about it, and then one day I just was bored and had nothing to do, and I did watch that, and it went. Oh my God, Jake was right. Yeah. <laughs> this no, is a fantastic it, it, fun. <laughs> But but anything with that guy in it, I will watch and enjoy it wholeheartedly. It's it's just really good. Uh, there there's a a ton of there's a ton of of work that you can tell went into making this the labor of love that it is. It really is. It's a labor of love, and it and it was from the very beginning. Um, the minute they decided to do Keanu Reeves as uh, Wick, you can tell, like, we're going to do this and we're going to do it right. We're going to make a a tip of the hat to a lot of stuff, right? And they even do, like, Keanu Reeves' stuff, right? Like, guns. Lots of guns, you know? And this time they sat him alone <laughs> in a freaking train station. Gun. Yeah, <laughs> need another guy. Uh, they sat him alone in a train station, just like Neo did. You know, I turned to Buana when we were watching the movie, and I'm like, "There's Neo sitting alone in another fucking train station." You know, like, I it they tip the hat. Would, wouldn't it be fun if we found out, like, in the, at the end of five, that he is Neo? <laughs> this is just an iteration of the Matrix. <laughs> well, look, with the exception of people getting their cars smashed up. If you noticed in in these movies, and I've said it before, that I was questioning whether or not this was, you know, some there there was going to be some fashion form of supernatural tint to it, which they haven't even touched upon. You ever notice that innocent bystanders do not get touched? Not only that, but they almost seem like to have zero effect as to what's going on. They other also than keep maybe dancing. having a body thrown into their car. Into their car. Yeah, they also keep dancing. Did you notice? Like, there's plenty of gunplay going off. They just keep dancing. Oh, I, I will say that um, even though he was in a fat suit, Scott, Acton, Scott Atkins, I will definitely uh, thank him if I ever have the opportunity to meet him for showing the world that fat guys can fight. <laughs> also, um, tip of the hat to bringing in Clancy Brown, the freaking Kurgan from Highland. Oh, yeah. He would also have given up a finger at some point. Yeah, like as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, "Oh my god, they got Clancy!" You know, well, he's done he's done enough voiceover work in cartoons and stuff like that that you can't miss him. Oh, tons! You know, he, he did some work for Mass Effect, which is one of my favorite video games. He's done. I mean, like, but to me, he's always the Kurgan, 
right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's just he just is. Um, Bill Skarsgård was great as a smarmy marquee. Bill Skarsgård uh, will play any slimy, ski, evil person and just uh, you run with it. He just loves it. You can tell he just enjoys plays. He's like, look, I'm I'm leaning into it. It's fine. It's like nobody's gonna do that. Nobody's gonna worry about that. Um, Tonks as the new operator for the head of his family. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, they're just, they did, they did a great job just bringing in everybody like, Hey, come play in our sandbox. You're going to like this. I'm telling you, um, Shamer Anderson who played the tracker, uh, also, and Shannon will kick me in the balls if I don't mention this played as dolls in Winona Earp, (laughs) her favorite show. You see, he's the only character in all of this that I don't really get. Now I like the character. But he doesn't seem to really honestly have much of a place in the movie. He's just he's always there incidentally. Yeah, the the, see, I thought the the it was going to be something he did at the end, but he didn't do anything but sit there and watch. You know, exactly. He didn't really do. I mean, he helped him along the way and everything. And then he had the kind of uh, the only character growth he really had, which was when he watched Wick save his dog. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, okay, maybe there's something else going on here. Uh, I, I See, I, I was halfway waiting to see him replace Sharon. I See, I wondered, like, what are you going to do with him, right? Like, what is, is this, is this the new Wick? Because if so, I'm not, I don't know if I'm down. Uh, he had some cool moments, you know, like the, the drawstring bullet or uh, uh, ballistic armor. Okay cool you know pulling out of your backpack and stuff like that the dog awesome um anytime you use a lever act a tactical lever action um that is <laughs> super super on top I of love it that uh there can, can we go ahead and start talking about that then hell yes okay a tactical apparently from what you're saying they used a marlin but the company we found uh just before the cast uh, what was it? Mad Pig Customs. Mad Pig Customs uh, does conversions for both Henry and Marlin rifles. Now, it is reported that uh, they used a Marlin 1894, uh, and I, I I saw a close up of it while they were using it, and I had a Marlin 1894 with. They used it with the old action, which means I recognized the sliding bar. It didn't have the same peak window. That the older, that the newer ones do, it had the sliding bar bolt, which meant um, when it closes up, it it doesn't have uh, an open or a, a peep window or a, a, an ejection window. It just closes the top of the action. That's an older 1894. I had one of those uh, before I had my Henry, and then I sold it because if you you don't need two 44s, and if you're gonna have one. Have the Henry, but <laughs> personal opinion. I know some people disagree with me, but I would rather have the Henry, uh, and I do. However, uh, but but not only was it tacked out, it was a breakdown. You yes, can actually, you pop the barrel off the front of it. Um, it just a beautiful, beautiful uh, conversion of a firearm. They did a fantastic um, job with it. They really do. Uh, Mad Pig Customs. Uh, if you go look at uh, their their conversions with it, it looked beautiful. Um, well, they, they cut down the barrel mm-hmm. and then uh, put a, a muzzle brake back on it, but in order to make sure it stays legal at 16 inches, they do pin and, pin and weld it. 
um, a, a mag a Magpul forend, and then just a lovely stock on the end of that. Just it. I okay. Now I lean towards classic lever actions because I lean towards woodstock firearms and I live in Texas. So there's a lot of those here. However, and I don't normally go for the tacked out versions of normal firearms. I normally lean towards classic, but these things look freaking gorgeous. They well, really I, I have I have found most of the pieces and parts that they use. Now, I won't be able to do the breakdown portion of, of what they're calling the thumper. Um, but I am, as money becomes available, I am doing this to my Henry 410. I don't blame you. It I've is... got a short-barreled 410 as it is. Uh, I'm uh, That's what my 410 is going to look like when it's said and done. It is fantastic in every way. Uh, there's, I mean, you see it in... Uh, now, they use it to great effect in the movie. It is well done and it you can see the practicality of it right he's not in he's not hindered in any way by this firearm being a lever action in fact he's got a big freaking round he's sending down down range every time he pulls a trigger on it and it works out um you can see how you'd use them in a tactical situation which is i guess really what they were really shooting for no pun intended Tactical lever action is a thing that's becoming a little bit more popular as the possibility of them outlawing semi-automatic rifles comes mm-hmm. more and more possible. Well, it's it's something that's happening for sure. Uh, the, just Uncle Joe and his buddies. But uh, this looked great. Um, it, it just they they did a fantastic job of of, of selling it and making sure that it got the screen time i think it deserved uh also the uh the tti uh dracarius gen 12 the 12 gauge semi-automatic <laughs> ar style shotgun uh with and they and they show you the box right they show uh-huh. they show you the box of dragon's breath and you're like oh <laughs> that, that stuff was brutal Oh my gosh! <laughs> he used it in like a video game overhead style isometric video shot, and you just see him like laying waste to people with this stuff. It is uh, unbelievable when you watch it on film. It is just incredible the the way he uses this thing and and how it works and what it does, and it's just it's devastating. Uh, close in combat weapon, just devastating in close, because uh, it is a shotgun round, but it just lights everything on fire. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, just brutal. It's just, it's like, you know, okay, I can see why they'd use that. <laughs> uh, I mean, the one they used in the film has a ten and a half inch barrel. It's got the muzzle brake. Um, it had a, uh, a holographic uh, sight on top and a ten round twelve gauge magazine. Which, if you were counting, was correct. Um, they well, had uh, loot it, people for extra they don't rounds. Ex- they don't exactly go halfway. <laughs> no, no, they don't. I mean, if you're going to use it, you might as well use it. You know, like you might as well do it right. But th- these mm-hmm. were fant- used to fantastic effect in the movie, and they were they were incredible. It, it, it definitely stepped up from the Kimber 1911 that uh, 
the Bowery King originally gave him. Oh, dude. So good. Well, speaking of what people give him. So as his gift uh, in this this uh, movie, they give him the TTI Pit Viper, which uh, we talked about a little bit beforehand uh, on, on the last cast. If if you are wondering what a nine millimeter can be in today's market, if you're willing to spend seven thousand dollars, if you're willing to spend seven grand on a freaking nine millimeter, here's your ride. The TTI Pit Viper, uh, as it sits for John Wick Four, is, and I think I can say this without fear of contradiction, a work of art. As as pistols go, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to contradict you on that one. This is this is. Art and function in the pinnacle of their meeting at a nine millimeter uh, firearm. I have not, nor have do I expect to see its equal anytime soon. Now, did you notice that not only obviously the firearm was ambidextrous, did you notice they made him ambidextrous for this movie? <laughs> yeah, he was switching hands left, right, and backwards. <laughs> but. Uh, when he dropped it, he drove the car around to pick it back up, which is uh-huh. the only gun he Wouldn't did. Wouldn't you? <laughs> First of all, dropping this would be a crime. It'd just be a crime. Like, you'd cry <laughs> a little bit. A full-grown man would cry a little bit dropping this gun. It is excellent. Uh, the, both the porting, the, the machining, the, 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 the magwell, the grip, everything on it. I would have loved to have seen the Somalia show back up. Oh, just... <laughs> Just explain. Like, I want to <laughs> see, and to me, I want a Somalia in every movie. Like, the, it would be like Bond going to see Q. I want a Somalia because I love hearing him, not just anybody, him talk to me about a firearm. I love that scene. It is my favorite movie. It is my favorite scene in any movie, is the Somalia scene from John Wick 2. And, and they still had him running around with a Glock 34 for most of the movie. I, uh, now I saw, I, I, I think it was a Glock 17, wasn't it? No, l- longer slide. Oh, you mean the, the combat master? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. No, they did have a TTI, uh, combat master as well, uh, that was, uh, had the Terran tactical, uh, like the, the classic Terran tactical flared magwell with the, the extra long, uh, magazine in it. Uh, which was great in every way. Uh, but, I mean, compared to the Pit Viper... Oh, hell no. It's it's almost... You're just like, well, why... I mean, like, okay, but why? <laughs> you know? Like, it's a fantastic gun. Don't oh, get me wrong. But one's $1,500, and one is $7,000. Uh, it's not uh-huh. that one's... It, it's not that it doesn't shoot good. It's not that it's not... But But, I mean, if you're... If you're looking for the best or the most expensive or the most rare or the the uh, the most outlandish, it's the Pit Viper, right? Like the Combat Master is fantastic. It's but it's not a Pit Viper. Uh, I did love the uh, the whole thing with the uh, cool revolver. It's 
it's vintage. <laughs> uh, pulling a Smith & Wesson Model 500 out of there. Um, or maybe it was 357. I know that um, Scott Atkins had the 500, right? Because you can't mistake yes. that, that big no. cylinder for anything else. No. I mean, he had a, like, uh, how do you, have you ever seen one of those go off? No, I've only seen one in person like once, not even, but not even shot. It was in the case. I just looked at it and went, no. <laughs> I saw one, I was at a range uh, last year, year before last, and somebody had bought one of these things. And they, they are, make no mistake, a monster, right? You, you think... You think a, a, a Desert Eagle is a lot to hold on to. A Smith and a Smith and Wesson 500 is a beast of a gun. And when they go off, it's it's an event. It sounds like a rifle in a range, and it's it's just got this whole huge thing. But watch, I don't even watch downrange. I watch the person shooting it because there is nobody on the planet who can stiff arm a Model 500. Oh hell no, you can't. It's just it's too much freaking gun and too much bullet to, to do that with. Um, I think Wick had the the three fifty seven, but I, I could be wrong on that. But you know, I love the interplay. Cool gun, yeah, it's vintage. <laughs> it's just like so cool. I was like, well, the, um, the tracker had the the wheel gun, the forty five Colt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, great gun. Uh, Hell yes. Just fantastic, amazing selection of firearms. Uh, the the ones that I I was like, huh. Um, the, the and and Buona recognized it immediately, right? So when they did the duel at the end, he goes, "Those." He leans over in my ear and goes, "Those are Thompson center arms on course," and I'm like. Sure. And then I went back and looked it up, and he was completely correct. Uh, <laughs> okay, now, when they did the duel, mm-hmm. there was the one time that they did not accommodate for the fact that uh, Kane was blind. Yeah, I don't know and every other is. thing, And every other thing they did, now, they, they kind of... See, I thought they were going to do something because they showed you him walking on the gravel and recognizing that Kane could hear it, but then even recognize that there were places that were non-gravel that he could stand if he wanted to, that Kane wouldn't hear him. And they did nothing with it. I don't know. I, I'm i assuming I mean, they e- worked something out. Even in the out. battle in Osaka, he had the um, the motion detectors. Yeah, the doorbells. Kane. Yeah. It, that, that was amazing. I thought that was brilliance, you know? Like how's he how's he gonna deal with this? Like he can't see. It's not a thing, you know. Like what are they gonna do? And then he starts putting those things, and I'm like, what are those bombs? And like, ding dong. I'm like, oh god, you guys are screwed. <laughs> uh, so I but, I didn't but, know. But, but they accommodated for the fact that he was blind and showed you how he was functioning everywhere except for the duel. I think the duel was the they didn't compensate for it because they didn't want you to know what was happening, right? Because he gives it a little allusion to it. Not the first time, John. <laughs> Nothing on the first time, John. He's like, got, got it, yeah. Uh, and then you figure out what they're doing because the, the you know when uh, uh, Winston, you arrogant asshole, he didn't well, shoot. But everybody was playing him. Oh yeah, everybody. Everybody standing there was playing the marquee. Even the harbinger was in on it. First of all, 
that is the hell of an if I ever become like somebody in the underwear, I want to be referred to as the harbinger, <laughs> you know, and I want and I want a bag with a big hourglass in it that just I sit on somebody's desk and say, you've got this much time left. Oh, is it in that big rolling baritone that he has? It's so freaking good. You know, uh, like only Clancy Brown, you know, like it's like who could you like who would you get if not him? You know, like but, he. So uh, you know, I I would have bought if the uh, um adjudicator came back. I don't think anybody because she was liked good. her. Yeah, I I don't think like anybody on set because she was very woke and she was very girl power and and all that kind of stuff and she said a lot of crap that I don't think the rest of the guys really liked. I don't think they were going to bring her back. Um, but like um, outside story wise, I loved her. Oh yeah, <laughs> I loved her. Uh, but yeah, this just a name, you know, an adjudicator, a harbinger, uh, you know, like they, oh, they did their homework. It's so freaking good. But uh, everybody was in on screwing over the marquee. <laughs> yeah, nobody everybody wanted him alive. They all knew it was coming in some fashion, form or the other. And it was because you could tell that everybody had decided that he had gone too far overboard. Yeah, I want the coup de gras, and it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> you touch that, you put that gun in your hand with Wick still alive, and you're, oh, never mind, you're dead. <laughs> you know, it took nothing. You arrogant ass. He didn't shoot, and <laughs> he just, and it gets uh, like a split second with a bullet in his forehead. Um, now, uh, the the guns that the Thompson uh, encores that they had were absolutely gorgeous and top-notch oh hell yes i i loved it i thought they were 357s uh buona thought they were 45 70s i don't know there was a big friggin round it was a big damn bullet i see i was thinking they may have been like 44s but uh i think they were much more than 357s yeah well you know buona seemed to think so too but i Honestly, I wasn't paying too much attention to the bullets in the box, but yeah, they they were probably bigger than 357s. They were probably 44s or 4570s or something, something big. Uh, but those pistols with the weight out front could probably handle something big. Uh, well, the, the, even throwing back into the suspension of disbelief, the fact that I, I'm going to go back with the 44 because even that's tough to believe. A 4570, neither of the two of them would have been standing after being hit. Not in the spleen. God, they'd have blown no. that out the back of you, you know? Exactly. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what that round was. Um, the Internet seems to think it's a forty-five seventy. I think that's a lot of bullet to live through, even for a small amount of time. But I could be wrong. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I know that those pistols were gorgeous. Just gorgeous. I don't want one, but they were very intricately done. I loved them. Uh even then, just story-wise, where do you think they could go after this? Honestly, I... I've, there's only one place that I can think of that they go, is that after all of this, the table just goes apeshit and decides they're going to kill everybody and start over again. So I, they need to start dragging people like John Wick and Kane out of retirement to go save everybody. You, you see what I'm saying? What I would like to see is Wick become like like you're saying there's there's some kind of conflict whether it be with the Continentals rebelling against the table whether it be Wick being a hero and everybody starts challenging everybody and all that kind of stuff there has to be some kind of turmoil 
And what they do is somebody knows that Wick is alive. Winston, perhaps. Winston brings him, and maybe Wick's living in the Continental. Nobody knows. You know, who knows? Who knows where he is? I don't know. But they find him, and Winston needs help. And Wick doesn't do much, but he advises, right? Like the next generation, whoever that is. Like, okay, this is what's going to happen, kid. This is how it's going to be. This is what's going to do. This is what you're going to do. Because if you don't, they're going to kill you. And uh, that's kind of what I would like to see. Like, he doesn't want to do anymore. He wants to help somebody else live through something. With Keanu, I could see him doing that. Like, but, for example, Tom Cruise or somebody like that? Never. No. No. Well, yeah, Tom Cruise has to be the guy. Right? John Wick doesn't but, have but to I, be the guy. But I could, yeah, I could see Keanu being willing to take the back seat into the next movie. Right. And just be like, look, kid, this isn't how this works. Trust me. I know how it works. You know, you, either the, you could actually spend an entire movie trying to find John Wick. Right. You know, um, not unlike Luke Skywalker stuff, but not drinking milk out of a mammal. And then, you know, <laughs> no, no blue milk for John Wick. Yeah. No blue milk for John Wick. I, I don't I don't think that's going to work. But and not being whiny, um, just be like, oh, so if they've come to me to help you, you are really screwed. You know? you're not screwed you're dead where you stand um i would love to see that and just have him move somebody forward through an issue you know uh that i'd love to see like him change roles because he doesn't have to do it anymore i'm out you know i don't i don't do this could could you imagine uh having the scene be somebody walking into the continental and he's the one as the concierge behind the desk (laughs) Welcome to the Continental. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> totally, dude. Welcome to the Continental. Oh, I could, I could totally. You see look it. familiar. <laughs> no. <laughs> Name's Ted. <laughs> like, I mean, why, why wouldn't you? You know, this is my son, Arizona. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like why, like why, why wouldn't you? You know, like this because what? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I mean, like they've they've done nods before. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hell, uh, um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is basically there as Morpheus, you know, mod two. Oh my God, it's so. Uh, and when he when he talked about the second, he'd be he'd be like. Uh, it has to. One, I was like, "Oh, it has to be. It has to be Morpheus. It has to be." I'm like, "Dude, it's Winston. He's got the paper right there. He's gonna be the second. No, it has to be Morpheus." Bono wanted Morpheus to have more of a role. He just really, he well, desperately, because Morpheus is his favorite character in Wick, right? Well, Winston always intended on being there because he was manipulating circumstances left and right. Right. So he had to force the Marquis or get the Marquis to accept, you know, and he worked him over really good. Uh, and Ian McShane is just brilliant and all the way around but but i was thrilled to death <laughs> am i know? the only one who when the duel came, came up uh over uh, had kung fu panda go in my head as <laughs> <laughs> our battle will be epic for centuries <laughs> i just i would love to just get some callbacks you know like like just just screw around with them you know this is my friend river what too soon you know like I, anything <laughs> I, I like anything. Um, I 
I really appreciate where they left it because you could do nothing at all. You could come back with another one. You could start the next generation. You could just focus on the Continental and have Wick just be around. You could have Wick be in an advisory role. You could have Wick be part of the table if you really wanted to. Like, it doesn't matter. You could do anything from here. They freed the, what they've done is they freed themselves up from having to tell you the same story again. So I, I completely love that. I really do. Uh, you could you could literally go anywhere from here. I I could also see a whole movie once again going to find John Wick where Winston is telling everybody you don't want to find him. Yeah, <laughs> like. We've done that before. Five hundred people died. <laughs> like, you do yourself a favor. Leave him alone. Don't look for him. <laughs> Last time somebody, some asshole, walked in and fucked with his dog, like a thousand people died. You don't want to do this. And I, that would be great. Like anything, and, and that once and that once again will also be one of the best scenes in the movie that he wasn't even in when John Leguizamo punched the guy's son. Yeah, I can tell you something you're gonna understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about that with Beef the, uh, yesterday. You know, like it is one of the greatest scenes in cinema where you're explaining who somebody is by how much you don't want to deal with them. You know, uh, or, or, or or even then, you know, with the the call later on. Uh, I understand you punched my son. Yes, sir, I did. Well, why would you do something like that? He stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. And then just the look of, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all he said, oh. <laughs> look, oh, we are so screwed. <laughs> I hope to God he's in a good mood. <laughs> you know? And when Leg was almost like, or Ray Leo was like, did you, did you kill him or what? <laughs> like, please tell me he's not alive, because if he's coming for you and I'm involved, he'll kill all of us. You don't understand what you've done. <laughs> no, we sure and, messed and, up his and dog. When, and when Wick walked in, he was sitting there waiting, waiting, going, this can go one of two ways. <laughs> Is it here? Oh, thank God he's not going to kill me. It was. <laughs> Joseph Joseph Nelikoff nicked it. You know? the beginning at the beginning of John Wick 2 where he walks up to the uh, the the other guy the guy from uh, the first movie's brother at the end of that whole initial fight scene peace <laughs> oh dear god thank you yeah thank you for not killing me <laughs> I just wanted my car oh, did, did you just did, give it, did, it to did you me ca- did you catch the call back to the pencil yes yes you know, Bladisov put it in his pocket, and then he uses it later, sticks it through the guy's hand. Bladisov's like, I love a good pencil battle! <laughs> Donnie Yen. I See, the fact that Donnie Yen has not made it into more American action movies is one of the just true tragedies of life. It's it's a mystery to me. I, I don't understand how... He even, he even speaks English better than Jackie Chan does. God, yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, like even even Chow Young Fat is not as fun as as Yen is to to watch. It's he's he's just so good. He's so I, good. I, I I love watching interviews with stuntmen who've worked with him. He's like, oh yeah, he'll pay an extra grand just to take a hit hit so he can make it look good. <sighs> so freaking. <laughs> I think he's amazing. He's he really is. I see. Like we were and and we went um, Saturday morning at like ten o'clock. Uh, 10.30 or 10.15, something like that. There was, 
Oh, because I can be the. I actually was supposed to have had Thursday off and work on Friday and traded cases with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Even pulled rank on him to do it. Look, I don't think you understand. (laughs) I have things to do. I ain't coming in. I'm not doing that. I gotta go. I we were there Saturday morning. Now it opened Thursday night at midnight or whatever. Um, we were there Saturday morning. There were probably thirty people in the auditorium. That's it. I mean, now it's made seventy three million this weekend uh, as this is being recorded. No, nobody's going to the movies anymore. I I really think that's it. You know, like nobody's going to movies. It's just not a thing. Um, it's gonna be hell when it comes out on everywhere else. Um, oh hell! Like I will buy a copy of it on Amazon Prime or on, oh, hell on yes. Amazon Digital. It is happening. I have all the other the Wick movies. I'm gonna have this one too. Uh, it's and I find I watch one and two and I skip three. I'll probably do one, two, and four on on average rewatches. I didn't enjoy three as much as I, ju- I ju- If I go to three, I just watch the um, the scene with the dogs. <laughs> I'll watch the scene with the dogs. Um, that's that's always good. I like to watch the exchange between Winston and uh, the adjudicator. Those are always fun. Uh, there's there's quite a few things. I, that are I, cool. I the the other thing I liked about three was Mark DeCostas uh, geeking out over John Wick. <laughs> that was a pretty good fight, wasn't it, John? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So I I really do. Uh, the series was great. I love the Wick character. I love the the world building that they do. The gun porn that they have. The it is what I mean. Like Born killed Bond, and Wick killed Born. Oh hell yes! I mean that's just really to me that's how it went. And I I. Love every minute of them. I even three, which is not, in my personal opinion, not the best of them. Well, but see, even then, like Bourne had all the skills on the world and stuff like that, and he wanted out, but he his way of trying to get out was trying to hide. Right. You know, John Wick Wick's hide. way of trying to get out is I'm just going to kill everyone involved. <laughs> I will kill you until you leave me alone. <laughs> if you, you know that's. That's a strategy, okay? That is a strategy. There won't be. They have more people than you have bullets. And Wick's like, no, they really don't. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, the uh, the um the 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 radio DJ narrating yeah. the fight that was actually pretty cool. Uh, is really good. I mean, they they had a lot of nice touches in this one. I I really appreciate it. I'm two's probably my favorite, and then one and four probably are tied, and then comes three. That's probably how it actually works. After considering it for a day, after Beef posed the question yesterday, that's probably where I'll sit. Um, after I've watched four, like four or five more times, and then that's probably <laughs> where it'll wind up being. Yeah, there's only so many times I can watch him roll down those stairs and see him get back up again and kind of go, oh, yeah, that's plausible. Oh, <laughs> well, they have unplausible stuff and everything, but um, I do like the fact that he shot the elder. You know, I was like... John, you're not going to take that crap. You're going to shoot that guy, right? He's, there you go. He's like, yeah. I would have, I would have preferred right. it if they would have brought back the elder that they had versus saying that there was a new elder. I don't know, like what happened. Like maybe the other, the other guy had a prior commitment. Maybe he didn't want to come back. Maybe he wasn't a team player. I, I don't know what happened, but you know the fact that he's, 
He's just like, yeah, I can't have my ring. Fine. Here, have a bullet. I, I'm fine with that. I like that. But uh, uh, anything else for John Wick 4, sir? No, other than insisting that everyone go watch it. You do need to go watch it. Y'all, we're not kidding. Uh, this this is a, a wonder. Look, I have not been to the movie theater since 2019. Until John Wick. Until John Wick. And uh, that's that's going to bring me out. That's uh, I dipped a pinky back in the pond uh, with with John Wick to uh, to steal a uh, a Winston line. But uh, this this is a wonderful way to spend two and a half hours. I'm just saying go to the bathroom beforehand. <laughs> I actually I, I will probably have to go see it this week because there was a piece of the Osaka battle I missed because I had to pee. Um, so, so <laughs> I, I'll definitely be going back. There was a scene in the Arc de Triomphe that I missed because I had to pee. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I, I left during this battle. Crap, you know. So yeah, there was there. I did miss a little bit of it, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. But uh, we will see you guys next time. Thank you for hanging with us. Sorry for the ton of spoilers on this one, but we did learn you or uh, warn you beforehand. And we will see you guys next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.